Hey everyone, welcome to episode 225 of the All Dolphins podcast on this 2024 President's Day, February 19th. Um, like I said, episode 225. Uh, I always wonder what is President's Day. I never get it. I don't know. I guess it honors all the former presidents. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I um, can't think of any other reason. This is where my history lesson fails. But I will give you a Dolphins history lesson that's going to be better than that because I actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to Dolphins history. Um, since we're out of, of years to look back on that at 20, because we don't know what's going to happen in 2025, we thought we would go ahead and look at players, Dolphin players drafted with the number corresponding to the episode numbers. In this case, would be 25, episode 225. And it turns out the Dolphins have made five selections with the 25th overall pick in the draft. And I'm going to have to cheat and look uh, at my sheet real quick because I don't remember everyone else out of my head. The last one was Vontae Davis, cornerback from Illinois. There was safety Lewis Oliver, safety from uh, University, University of Florida. Florida. Uh, and this is where I'm going to have to go. Oh, tackle Billy Milner from the University of Houston in 1995. And then as I put on my glasses and look. OJ McDuffie. There you go. Wide receiver out of Penn State in 1993. And then lastly was defensive tackle Mike Kadish from Notre Dame in 1972, the year after the Dolphins went to the Super Bowl. Mike Kadish actually never played it down for the Dolphins. So they were able to go perfect in 1972 without any contribution from their first-round pick. How about that? Why did he never play it down for the Dolphins? You're going to have me look at my history. He wound up, I believe, it was on the taxi squad as a rookie, and then I guess they moved on from him. That first-round pick? That first-round pick, he's 25th overall pick. Uh, well, yep. And out of the other four, the other four, no, did not all of them had their moment. Ojo McDuffie was a very, very good wide receiver for the Dolphins. In fact, he had the team record for receptions until that was broken, and he led the NFL in catches in 1998. His team record for catches in a season was broken by Jarvis. Jarvis Landry, since broken by Tyreek Hill. Yes. Lewis Oliver was the OJ second. He's got the biggest hands I've ever seen. They can't be bigger than Aaron Gaston's, can they? That's a very good point. Oh, Aaron uh, Gaston, wide receiver. For those of you old enough to remember, I mean – Baseball, baseball mitts is what his hands were like. That's why he was. You could see him. Nobody on in Dolphin history made more catches, stretching out with one hand and just snagging the ball, a la Odell Beckham Jr. That catch that he made famous. Gatson would do that on a regular basis. And the other guys, Billy Milner was Don Shula's last first round pick, did not pan out. And it's interesting because we had Keith Sims as a guest on the show last week, and. It was one of the few, few times in Dolphin history where they went offensive linemen in the first and second round, and that one worked out fabulously. They did it again in 95, what Dolphins did, with Billy Milner and Andrew Green, a guard from Indiana in 95. And that did not work out at all. So that was our quick history lesson. Hope you like that. Again, put in the comments if you like that. If you have another idea for a history lesson, whether you want us to scrap it entirely, those of you who don't like it have not been shy about telling us, by all means, let us know. We will try to – we aim to please, as always. Customer is always right. The customer is always right. Moving it back to the present, there's a bit of news on this Monday, which involves the coaching staff and the report from Adam Schefter, basically kind of being right, of the addition of a new 
uh, assistant special teams coach in this case, the exact title is going to be senior special teams assistant. It's Ronnie Bradford, who, speaking of Dolphin draft picks, actually was drafted by the Dolphins as a cornerback from Colorado in 1993. Interestingly enough, played 10 years in the NFL, made 98 starts. Not one of those games where the Dolphins didn't make the roster out of camp. He was he was waived in August of that year, hooked on with the Denver Broncos, played with Atlanta, Arizona, Minnesota, went on to coach seven years in the NFL, including 2005. He was a special teams coach with the Denver Broncos when they had a coaching intern by the name of Omar. Nope, don't get it. No, 2005 no. coaching intern for the Denver Broncos, Mike McDaniel. Okay. Oh, oh. So he's still got more ties to Mike McDaniel. That's what I found very interesting about his coaching staff. It's a, it's a lot of guys who have ties to him, which is, hey, I rock, I rock with it. Yeah, it's logical. It's not very unusual. And a lot of the new assistants on defense as well have ties to Anthony Weaver. And he becomes the sixth new position, position coach along with Anthony Weaver, Brian Duker, Ryan Crow, Joe Barry, and I'm going to forget the other one. Oh, uh, Deshaun Sheed. Uh, and by my calculations, other than defensive or offensive assistants or QC coaches, the only opening I see left on the coaching staff is for an assistant defensive line coach because a gentleman who, who handled that position last year, Kenny Baker, went on to join the University of Texas. Yes. Uh, a lot of change on the coaching staff. I don't necessarily know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. We'll, we will ultimately figure it out. Yeah, and it's not unusual when you bring in a new coordinator that he's going to bring in, you know, his people. Um, interesting news over the weekend. Not news per se, but um, interesting developments. However you want to phrase it, Joel Klatt, in who is the Fox Sports college football analyst, put out his own mock draft as everybody in the world does at this point. Um, and we may, and I would like to say that mock drafts before free agency are foolishness. I just want that on the record, but continue. Fair enough. Which is why we, if we'd wind up doing one that uh, at all dolphins, it will be done much closer to the draft and we're not going to do one. Although we will recap what everybody's saying around the country, just for informational and entertainment purposes. But Joel Klatt, who watches a lot of college football, Fox Sports analyst, came up with the Dolphins picking at number 21, quarterback Michael Penix Jr. from the University of Washington by way of Indiana, where he played a few years before uh, moving on to the West Coast. And then, interestingly enough, while that raised a lot of eyebrows, the Draft Network also has put out a mock draft on this Monday morning. And they also had Michael Penix Jr. Woo! Talk to the Dolphins at number 21. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Omar, your initial reaction to that would be? Woo! No. Um, I like Michael Penix Jr. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside. Reminds me a lot of, of Tua Tungvaloa. I could see the correlation. Um, however, if I'm going to be drafting a quarterback, I'm going to be drafting somebody who brings different skill sets to the table than Tua. Just my personal opinion. Uh, it's easy to mock these quarterbacks, you know, to teams that 
allegedly have need. Um, and I'm of the belief that you continue to draft the quarterback until you absolutely know you have an elite one. Um, and even then, um, I still say it's kind of a good idea to draft the quarterback. When the Baltimore Ravens had Joe Flacco in his prime, they drafted a quarterback named Lamar Jackson. Turned out pretty good for them. Uh, when Carson Wentz was in his prime with the Eagles, uh, they drafted a quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he was still in his prime. Was he still in his prime? He didn't really no, start. No, he got, he'd hurt. Yeah, and I may give you Flacco, even though he was a mature veteran, but it, Wentz's time had kind of like you know, a little bit like this. Yeah, but he had still he was still it was still pretty decent quarterback, um, and. They drafted Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts took over the franchise, took them to a Super Bowl. Uh, I am not opposed. Uh, you know, my fa- one of my favorite drafts was the year 2012, the year that Kurt, the year that they had Robert, an organization that Mike McDaniel was part of, where they drafted Russell Wilson, R- Robert Griffin III, and then later in that draft, in the fourth round, they drafted Kirk Cousins. There's no shame in drafting and developing two quarterbacks at the same time and seeing how it pans out. I have never been opposed to a quarterback having to compete um, and a young quarterback needing to be groomed and, you know, taught and developed. Uh, If we look at the roster right now, an easy way to create $4 million in cap space is to release Mike White. Um, But you only do that if you have a young developmental quarterback that you believe has some upside and has some future. Now, reason you, what were you going to say? Who's your backup then? Skyler? See, I wouldn't do it now. I would do it later, depending on, you know, cause I, one, you don't, you don't know who you're going to go into the draft. I can make the argument that they have a ton of other needs. Sure. On the, on the roster. A ton of other things that they need to address. Hell, they got one safety on the roster. They got one defensive tackle on the roster. Uh, they've got one, in two, actually two inside linebackers on the roster. Uh, offensive line needs to be patched up. You could, you could definitely benefit from another <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, slot receiver. Omar, by the way, so, gang, so you'll, so you'll know Omar is playing hurt. Omar is like soldiering through, so We'll need to cut, we'll cut him some slack on the coffee. Um, so, so yes, you've got other needs, but ultimately, if you don't have a quarterback, you you you're basically just um just doggy paddling in the water. You're going nowhere. Um, and I'm not of the opinion that the Dolphins don't have a quarterback, but I do understand the ramifications of when your quarterback becomes expensive and price begins to escalate. And I also know that um, this quarterback has had injury issues throughout throughout the course of his career. So I'm not opposed to drafting a quarterback. I really don't. It doesn't have to be the first pick. It doesn't have to be the second pick. It could just be, hell, Brock Purdy was the last player drafted in the draft class. And Skyler Thompson was drafted ahead of him. Continue to pick quarterbacks until you absolutely have that guy. So I'm I'm in support of it. Not not necessarily panics at twenty one, but I am in support of it, and I I, I honestly don't think Michael Penix is going to be drafted in the first round. Just my personal opinion. 
Okay, well, here's here are my thoughts quickly, and, and I wrote about this on alldolphins.com on Friday or Saturday, I want to say, and this is – Omar, do you have the ability to do your thing here or no? On, on yeah. alldolphins.com I wrote about, about <clears throat> that particular situation, uh, basically on the one hand explaining to you why, to me, it makes perfect sense, and on the other hand, why, it's, to me, I don't think it's going to happen and why it's an extremely long shot. On the one hand – yeah, he's got a lot of tool qualities, and he's got a stronger arm. Yes, the arm queen said that Penix has a stronger arm than Tua Tungavailoa, and I don't think I don't even think it's close. Um, really? Yeah, and you're looking at a guy who was like ultra productive. He was a runner up to, for the Heisman uh, his last season, uh, he, and he made some throws even in that playoff game that they lost. He's not nearly as polished as Tua is as a passer, but continue. You you. I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's there. Um, the, yeah. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Rubble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. And the the drawbacks with him, if because here's the thing is, and then the Joel Clatt rationale was like, I'm not giving a second contract to a guy with Tua's injury history, focusing on the concussion because he said himself he had about ten and it doesn't get any better, and you become they they come a lot easier. It doesn't take as much of a hit to get another one. They get more severe and more severe. Okay. Are we what still bringing really- concussion? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. Joel Klatt said he had 10 concussions. Okay. That's cool for Joel Klatt. Are we still bringing up the concussions that's with you? Cool. I'm not bringing it up. He's the one who brought it up. Okay. See, this well, is where I'm going to make the point. Hold on. Let me let me finish my, my pros and cons here. The thing with, with Penix is you're looking at a guy who tore an ACL in the same knee back-to-back years at Indiana and then they had like two shoulder separations, one on each, uh, in two different other seasons. So if 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 injury concerns is why you're not giving to a contract, then drafting Michael Penix doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And definitely um, not in the first round. You don't you don't draft those damaged goods in the first round. Even from that standpoint, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If you hit on a quarterback, even if even again, if you bring in him as competition for Tua. Tua plays him in camp in a legitimate comp. By the way, and this is another thing. Dolphins don't do that, which is why, which is another reason why it's not happening. But yes. we're playing the hypothetical game here. We, we, we are absolutely – the Dolphins do not do that. They no. do not believe in quarterbacks competing at all. It will not happen. Like, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Like, but this is why – this to me, this is why from that standpoint, it would make sense that you draft him, competition. Let's say Tua plays him. Tua balls out. Tua gets his big contract. Michael Penix, if you hit on the guy, still will have value. Remember yes. Jimmy Garoppolo in New England? Never played for yes. them. They got a second-round pick in a trade for him because quarterback, if you got a good one, is a massive asset. Yes. That's the if, thing. If, if Yes, if you have a good one. But they're not going to do that. No, no. <clears throat> Correct, and that's what that's kind of, that was kind of the conclusion. Didn't that say I, that they shouldn't do that. Correct, but they're not going to do that. Correct, because that's not and who they, they are. They, got, they, just, they never got Ryan Tannehill competition. The last quarterback that they got competition was Chad Haney, and they drafted Pat White. Um, obviously, you can 
figure out how that played out for them. Well, but it wasn't even to me. It wasn't even for competition. It was almost like they wanted to add like a a, a tweak, yeah, a wrinkle like, to the offense, being able to run the wildcat with a quarterback as opposed to with Ronnie Brown. Um, we all saw how that played out. To me, the, when one last word on the quarterback position, because you and I have talked about Tua ad nauseum, but the bottom line on Tua is comes down to what's the belief of the organization. If the belief is that he's improved every year and he's going to continue to improve, then, then go is. ahead, sign him. Uh, and and where I sit is, as you all know, I believe I have my doubts. So no, I don't extend them and lock them up for for a few years, and certainly not because you need the cap space. Yes. Because the quarterback is the most important position that you have to hit. You don't extend the guy purely because you're in a bad cap spot and you have to create cap space. Um, I can dance around that a little bit, but I understand where your thought process is. Problem is, that's the easiest route, depending on whether or not he's agreeing to your terms, which is basically pay him 75 cents on the dollar, which he probably won't. Now... That I don't think that that factors into what you do at the quarterback position, whether it's Michael Penix Jr. or whether it's you trade for a guy or whether it's you 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 wait for a later pick in 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 a Bo Nix or or if a, a Jaden Daniels falls to twenty one and I, I like Jaden Daniels, um, he's not he's not he falls out, he falls out of the top ten it's going to be a shocker. So I mean Lamar Jackson falls out of the top ten so. It happens. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but no, kind of different situation. Go ahead. Um, these, I'm I'm of the opinion that you draft a quarterback if you if you feel like that's the highest value player on your board. Um, if it's not the highest value player on your board, you wait until third day to add somebody to your team, and I'm fine with that. I don't need it to be a high draft pick. We know that they're obsessed with Tua. We know that they love Tua. We know that they're ready to propose to Tua. Whether you agree with it or not, that's that's not that that's not a factor in this equation. Um, only thing is, I don't like the fact that people are bringing up concussions at this point. He's played a whole entire season without a concussion. Like I don't hear anybody bringing up concussions for other quarterbacks who've suffered concussions. But we get it. This is Tua. He's going to be scrutinized, criticized more than just about any quarterback in the NFL right now. The, oh, it's not true? He's going to be criticized, scrutinized like like any quarterback who was picked in the top five, top ten. I mean, come on. I don't think they get scrutinized like that. No? Um, can, I, uh, can he pick it? I don't hear much scrutiny over him in Pittsburgh. Because nobody, well, and, and, that's, and, and that's a compliment to Tua because nobody thinks Kenny Pickett's all that good. That's why he's not scrutinized the same way. That's the th- the thing with Tua is he's good he's good enough to merit attention, not great enough right now to to escape any and all criticism, no matter what Tua non says. Where's he's the lie? Still, Where no, is the there, lie? There's no lie. I mean, there is no lie. You deliver in fourth quarter in clutch moments, you 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 you'd escape criticism. So. Yep. You're right. Um, let's get into some of these important NFL dates. Yes. Uh, you shall I? Start yes, tomorrow. you shall. Tomorrow is the first big one, and that's the first day that NFL teams can apply the franchise tag. Christian Wilkins, if they're going to wind up doing it, um, there's some school of thought the Dolphins will not be doing that because it tight. Well, it ties up 
nine was it nineteen point seven million? Although the the number is actually not out just yet, but it's going to be around that neighborhood. Um, for a team that's already over fifty million over the cap that they need to get to on March thirteenth. Yeah, I think you it begins the process. One, you never put the franchise tag out there as a threat immediately, just because from that standpoint, you've already set the price point. Like, okay, if I'm putting a franchise tag on you, then I've already set the price point at 19.7, then I'm expecting to be paid 19.7 for the entire duration of my career. Um, or at least that's the baseline in terms of guaranteed money. So I think that they're going to take it all the way up to the March 5th deadline to figure out whether or not they can get a deal done, a multi-year deal done with Christian Wilkins. And if they can't, then I believe that they're going to use the franchise tag. I if, Have you ever dealt with Christian Wilkins? He's kind of... No, who, who, who is he? Is he, is he that, that number 94, I think? Yes. No, yeah. I've never, never had any interaction with Christian. He's kind of a strong-willed yeah. individual. And I think Christian Wilkins is is very clear on the fact that, hey, I mean, when you turn down their offer and you say, okay, I'm going to play on my fifth year option and then buy yourself a, 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 a injury protection insurance plan uh, to cover yourself, you're, you're all in. And I think Christian would be wise for him to take it all the way to the market unless the Dolphins give him exactly what he wants. Now, who, who's to say that that's... You know, we don't know how this is going to play out, but I personally believe that Christian is going to get the franchise tag. And I personally believe that they're going to have to clear 70, if not 80, if not $90 million in cap space, primarily because you're going to use the franchise tag on Christian just to buy yourself some time. Now, if they can get a multi-year deal done, great. Congratulations to them. That would be a, a step in the right direction in terms of how to heal this, this apocalypse that you've, you've got going on. But I don't think Christian's going to be easy to negotiate, easy person to negotiate with. And see, to me, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I, I, I truly don't. I think it's 50-50, actually, that, that they will apply the franchise tag. And you I think, think they let Christian hit the market. I think they, there's a possibility. And, and we've had this discussion before. And by the way, just the deadline, as Omar mentioned, is March 5th, the last day to apply the tag. And then March 13th is the start of the new league year. Before that, two days before that, is the start of the negotiation period or legal, legal tampering, tampering, legal tampering, if you want to call it. Um, I think it may the have, combine dates because that's the actual illegal tampering that will take place. Yes, the combine is next week. I shall be in, in, in Indianapolis as I am every February, early March. Combine goes from Technically, next Monday, 26th through Sunday, March 3rd, like the prospect interviews and on Saturday, March 2nd, which is when I make my return to good old South Florida. Um, to me, it may come down again to a pure mathematical sit- situation for the Dolphins where as much as they hate seeing Christian leave, le- losing Christian allows them to retain more of their free agents that they want to keep than if they sign Christian to a long-term deal. And certainly if they tag him and they can't work out a deal. He's, Where the, piece. He's the first building block of your rebuild. Tone setter leader. 
you don't let that walk out your building. You don't. Except you don't. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Actually, it was a viewer or a Twitter follower who pointed that out and not completely wrong is how noticeable was in those games because we talk about two and not showing up against major opponents. He, uh, wasn't, it, wasn't it Josh Allen that he forced the fumble? Correct. No, that was a, that it was a huge play in that game. Outside of that, um, he's a defensive tackle. Correct. Well, that precisely my point. How much you pay for a defensive tackle whose impact on the game can only be so much unless you're Aaron Donald or Chris Jones. If we're going to be honest about it, and that again, if if I'm telling you, if it's it's not as simple as this, but if it's Chris Christian Wilkins. Or you can bring back Robert Hunt, Connor Williams, and Andrew Van Ginkle. I'm I'm kind of leaning I'm kind of leaning this way here personally. You know, it's not, and that's part of the major decisions the Dolphins have to make. Yes, there are ways the Dolphins can clear up a lot of cap space. They're going to restructure guys. They're going to get cut Emmanuel Logba. They're going to cut Xavier Howard probably post June first. They can't use that money until then. Um, Jerome Baker's contract certainly will be revisited. You mentioned maybe cutting Mike White. If they do that, however, that means they have to be comfortable. But with Skylar Thompson as their number two, they can save you mentioned like what, three, three, five, four million against the cap. Keon Crossan, despite I mean all the major injury setbacks he had last season, you can save three million by cutting him as well. Jeff yeah. Wilson Jr. Maybe. This is the their their number of guys that pretty much we're going to be shaking down chopping block a uh, number of players who are going to have their contract restructured. And I think the journey begins kind of now um, they, they, they've talked about this. They've got their ideas. They've got their plans. Um, clearly they're going to go into combine and sit down with athletes first, which is the agency that has a bulk of their free agents, including Christian Wilkins and figure out what's in play for them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but this is going to be a completely remade roster and it's not going to be easy to do it. Then, you know, you know, they're talking to Drew also. Yeah. yeah. Drew about a Tyreek restructure. They're going to talk to you about Jerome revisiting his contract. They're going to, I don't know. Yep. I don't know what they're going to say to Drew about Emmanuel Agba other than sorry, Drew, but. Oh, come on. Drew knows Emmanuel Agba. It's actually, I'm actually semi surprised it hasn't happened already uh, because nobody's trading for his contract. So I, I don't know that you can get anything for him at this point. So um, we were mentioning the, the important dates. So that, that would be the next one. The start of the offseason program is going to be in mid April. It's the first Monday in April. If you have a new head coach, Dolphins obviously don't, then it becomes two weeks after that. Which I know last year was April 17th. This year, I have to look at my trusty calendar over here as I put on my reading glasses because my eyes are not what they once were. So this year, the uh, start of the offseason program would be April 15th, unless I'm, yep, April 15th, I would believe. Uh, and then the draft. Sorry? Right around the corner. Yeah, it's coming up, actually. Um, and then the draft on uh, that last Thursday in April, following a rookie mini camp, which can be the weekend after the draft or two weekends after the draft under Mike McDaniel, the first two years of Dolphins went the second week. And then you have the start of OTAs in May 
organized team activities in the 10 weeks of the off-season program. That's your, and then early in May, sometime in May, that's when the schedule will be released. We already know all the opponents for 2024. And let me run them down here real quickly is since, well, we were an informational show, so let's do it. Uh, obviously, all the three AFC East opponents, home and away. The home games are against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, the – I should have had I should have that down, shouldn't I? Uh, they're on the road against Houston. They're on the, go, on the road against Tennessee. They're at Cleveland. They get the Las Vegas Raiders at home, the quote-unquote – Ninth, seventeenth uh, game, they are going to be at the Green Bay Packers, and then they play the <laughs> NFC West. They will have Arizona at home, and the San Francisco 49ers at home. They're going to be at Seattle, and they're going to play at the LA Rams. At Seattle, well, that's I like that trip. Yeah, yeah. one wonders if the Dolphins are going to stay out in the West Coast for the Seattle and and LA Rams trips. Uh, if they're going to ask, first of all, number one, if they're going to ask the NFL to put those two back to back, and then if they if they they acquiesce, obviously that would be the purpose of staying out in the West Coast. So, but that, those schedules and dates again, not coming up until May usually is when it comes out. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are, and whether or not they'll draft the quarterback, it's not going to happen. But it'll be interesting. Probably not. Very likely not. Uh, not what they do. Oh, hey, they, why should they draft a quarterback? They already they took one just two years ago. Skylar Thompson already forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there That's, you go. And then they they added a quarterback to serve as his backup. Yes. To, to serve as true as backup. Yeah, correct. Serve as backup. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see how this offseason translates into a better product. However, we will be here, alldolphins.com. We've got special things planned for you. Um, We've got another former player coming this week. We've got another podcast, Unites, coming this week. So stay tuned. You know how to find all our work, alldolphins.com, for free. Um, No paywall, no subscriptions. Um, And you know how to find all of our information and the podcast. Just look for All Dolphins. And you should find us. All right. On that note, we are out. Oh, you want to give you that? There you go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.